Hey everyone, today's a bit of a different episode of Beyond the Arc. Today I talked to Yash about his account basketball and get into how he started watching the NBA, how his account came to be, as well as what he's looking forward to in the future. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. So I first started, the, the very first play, uh, basketball game I ever watched was 2014 first round Warriors Clippers game six. Uh, I remember like I, I was just, uh, you know, out in the basketball court during lunch and then people were talking about all the buzz. Uh, surrounding that game and that series uh, and then I ultimately went over to a friend's place and that, that's when I first started watching basketball and, uh, and got into like really Warriors basketball. So to, you had 2014 right? Yeah and so that, was, that was a year that was a year before like kind of their run started. Exactly yeah it's, it's there... like entirely coincidental uh, like uh, yeah I literally started watching that season after because of that series and then uh, you know obviously all the success they had uh, but like trust me I've beaten all the bandwagon allegations. I was about to say, it sounds like a, <laughs> a right it's fishy, I know, but like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. So at, at that point, were you like familiar with like the more like deeper analysis analysis side of basketball or not really? Oh, no, definitely not. No, the only basketball experience I had in general was just like playing knockout in like fifth grade. Uh, I, I only like started playing organized basketball the year after. Uh, so like I really had no prior knowledge coming in. Uh, I really only started uh, like watching games and really diving into it like within the last two years, I'd say. Like really quarantine was when I really started getting into basketball like that. I see. Okay. Um, so where did you like learn all kind of like the more in-depth like terms and things like that? Because like for, for me, at least, like I learned mine like just like through playing basketball, like throughout high school and things like that. So uh-huh. like, where did you learn all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was literally just through social media. Like if I, I'm, if I be, I, I might be like reading an article and I see something, I don't know what it means. I, I look it up on YouTube or, and watch a video or, or look it up on Google, find an article on that. Uh, it, it's just that, that loop of, you know, finding something, uh, not understanding something else. And then, uh, that cycle back and forth. And, uh, that's sort of how I build up my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when did you create your basketball account? Uh, it was, uh, during quarantine, I think June of 2020. Uh, so like I, I was always into like NBI Instagram, like I, I just, I'd follow all the big accounts. And then, uh, you know, at that point I was more warrior centric. So I wanted to, um, uh, I wanted to like start an analysis page for golden state. Cause I, I didn't feel like there was a good one at the time. Uh, and they originally actually started as a basketball account. I had a name like dishing out the dubs or something. I thought it was, I thought it was a fire name. Uh, but, you know, I, I started out the, the first couple months uh, just making Warriors posts, Steph Curry posts. The very first one I made was uh, talking about Steph's 2019 playoff run, because at this point, you know, uh, you know, Steph was the agenda was as at a down point, uh, you know, after the 19 finals. So I, I started off from there. And then as I started meeting more people through the community, I, I decided to branch into an NBA account. Uh, and at the time, I also had more time to watch basketball in general. Uh, so that was sort of the motivation behind that okay yeah um so how did your account grow like was it a pretty like sudden boom at the beginning or did it take some time for it to get to where it is now um it was it's it was slow at the beginning for sure uh like back then i had more time to post so i'd be posting something like once a week uh but like i was always active so i'd be meeting new people through the platform and uh they'd follow me we'd follow each other back uh, and like once I'd post content, they'd share it, and then their following would, uh, you know, they'd ultimately their followers would follow me, and it was sort of like that, 
uh, back and forth relationship. And then eventually, as I started, you know, a couple of my posts ended up uh, doing well just through the algorithm. Uh, so I ended up getting followers through that. Uh, but yeah, th those big posts ultimately like uh, added added a spike to my following. But eventually, it, but overall, it was like more gradual growth, I'd say. Yeah, and I know like you see it in the name basketball. So like, where did the the influence of like graphs and like uh math like come into come into play yeah um so i've always been like cs programming oriented and uh at the time i was i was getting into data science and uh data analysis that sort of thing and coincidentally i i, I come across like ben taylor videos thinking basketball at the time and I, i'd saw i'd seen uh like his work and in his videos how he'd incorporate graphs and charts to illustrate data and i thought that was always really cool uh so i started looking into it more um and that's also around the time when i started my twitter uh at this at the point i wasn't really posting content but i'd see content creators like todd fuller uh i believe of crumpled crumpled jumper that's his at um but he'd post like data visuals too and you know i thought that was something really cool so then i looked into like um data data visualization courses on like coursera uh and just python in general was something i had a background in so uh, i started diving deeper into that uh, and then eventually I was able to like sort of merge my two interests together, like programming and basketball, and then uh, make posts that I thought were relevant and uh, informative. Yeah, uh, yeah, that definitely makes uh, a lot of sense. So would you say that's kind of like the route to go now in terms of like making these kind of like visual representations instead of like, because I know there's kind of the thing where, or we've talked about it too, like visual representations or like should we do like more like article centric pieces? Like what, do you, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, I think like for if you're trying to gain an audience, then like the best way you you, uh, you pull in the average fan is through something like a post where it doesn't take long to look over. Uh, it really takes their attention. Uh, whereas like an article, it, it requires like a prerequisite uh, interest, so to say. Like you'd only read an article if you're actually interested in what it's talking about. And you're willing, you know, even if it's only like a 10 minute read uh, with, with the attention span, uh, that people have now, it's like, you're, it's like something you, you, you have to be willing to put yourself through. Uh, so I think if you're trying to gather, gather an audience, like, uh, again, a short infographic would be the best way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so did you, is that how your Twitter grew a lot? You just posted a lot of that type of content? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tweets are like the ultimate tweets are sort of like, uh, an infographic in itself in that it's like short uh spurious uh information that people can look over really quickly so uh, i post like stats more often than like actual graphics uh, on twitter but they do uh, end up doing pretty well uh they get a lot of shares and that's how i grew a lot of my following yeah um so just like looking forward so like what are your aspirations surrounding like like mba analysis like and the account uh so like future goals, yeah, future aspirations saying? yeah okay yeah um I want to take this to the next level and like uh, I want to do more predictive stuff. Like right now, my graphs and, and charts and whatnot, like they illustrate stuff that we see on the screen. They're not really uh, they're not really predictive of anything in the future. We can't really tell anything about future trends. Uh, and, and that's sort of uh, branching into like a machine learning that that field, uh, artificial intelligence. So, you know, once I, I get a grasp of that, I want to be able to make like uh, do predictive work it's like determine where a player is going to be in five years where a team is going to be in five years for example uh and eventually like 
I hope that takes me all the way up to like an NBA front office uh, where I can make decisions that, or help make decisions that win championships, you know? Yeah. That went from yeah. like, yeah, you know, in the near future, I want to make these like predictive graphs. Oh yeah. Have, you know, NBA front yeah. office. Big goals, big goals. You know, we win, we win, we win in trips out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was like kind of my next one. I was going to ask what about like, what do you think your future is like with the, the NBA and basketball? Um, yeah. What, what about like, if that, that the front office thing doesn't like work out, obviously, you know, we all, we all hope for the best, but like, what, what is your mm-hmm. like backup type of plan? Yeah. Um, just, in, I, I just want to work in ba- around basketball in general. Like I, I know uh, Ken G's a content creator. I follow. He, he does like sports analytics and he doesn't explicitly work for a team, but he works for like a firm that a team consults. Uh, so like just me working around basketball would, uh, is the goal for me. Uh, but if that doesn't pan out, you know, CS is such a wide field and has so many possibilities. So uh, I'd be able to pursue something there. Yeah. And I know like, especially within the past, like five years, analytics, like every, I think like almost every NBA team has like an analytics yep. department, department now. So like, where do you see that like sports analytic field uh, heading? Yeah. Um, I think like uh, as technology continues to evolve so will the tools that people are able to make uh like motion tracking is is something that's relatively new and that involves like artificial intelligence and machine learning stuff i talked about recent uh, just before uh, so like as the field continues to develop i think the, the tools they're able to make and what teams are able to do with those tools will also continue to grow so i think it's like it's going to be an ever-evolving field uh yeah so just last question to wrap things up so if there's anyone out there who like is trying to build like build an account like kind of like your pathway through uh grass and things like that like any advice you would give them uh i'd say like start with something small uh like honestly uh so i started off making content specifically for one team uh so if you really know something about uh one team or or just in general something small then uh you're able to uh you'd have an idea of what content to make that people uh, that other people may not see uh, just in their simplistic view. So I'd say like, start with something small and then uh, build your way up from there. Yeah. So just like find your niche expertise, things like that. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. This was an interview with Yash, AKA Mathcabal. Go follow him on Twitter and we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you.